again. What is up, you guys? Hi, Miriam. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Krishna. How is everyone? Hi. Hey, 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 ladies. I'm How so are excited you doing? for this. Oh, my God. Anonymous, I've been cracking <laughs> up. Like, the, <laughs> the memes, the, just the tweets, they've been all over the place. I love it. Yeah, it's a lot easier to do it when you, like, aren't embarrassed to make embarrassing memes about someone. So I've also had a lot of fun with it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. That's so awesome. Okay, this is really awesome. And I'm, like, literally, like, at the tail end of my road trip. So the timing works out perfectly as well. So you guys can hear me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. Thank you so much. And look, Joanna is here. This is the... Hi. The cultivation of the full boss babes. <laughs> yes, the whole group is here. The whole group is here. I love it. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Oh, Joanna has requested to come up. And since she is yeah. part of the crew. Hey, guys. So we just have to thank Miriam so much for stepping up last minute it was just like hey girl can you do it on thursdays and she was like well i'm traveling but i'll squeeze you in so she's amazing love her so much oh i mean anything for you guys i mean it was like it was really funny because my husband like i mean we do this road trip like we have this like beach condo thing that's like an airbnb and so we had to do a maintenance thing. And every time we do this road trip, I'm on work calls. And he's like, okay, we're going to do this, but let's not be on work calls this time. And I'm like, yeah, I promise no work calls. And then I was like, well, maybe one, but it'll be at the tail end. So you won't hear me like get like crazy loud in the car. So yeah, so it worked out. I kept my promise and I'm here. So that's awesome. Well, yes, thank you so much. We so appreciate you. Because sometimes it happens. I know Riley is having a ton of fun in um, Miami, and we're so happy that she could be able to do that. I, I'm thrilled for her. So I, I appreciate you so much for stepping in. 
Um, and I guess, Krishna, if you want to say anything, you can, you want to say anything before we get started? Sure. I am, um, I'm really excited for, uh, for our questions for Miriam, because I've talked to Miriam, I think like a couple of times and I only really know her, um, because of Brushna, but I feel like Miriam's so like bubbly and open and charming that we're going to learn lots of really awesome, funny, cool things about her. So I'm stoked. I totally Aww, thank you, Krishna. You're so sweet. And the bar is not set. No pressure, ladies. Like she's, <laughs> but, but yeah, hopefully this will be a fun conversation more because all of us are here. I- I'm excited. Oh, the pressure's on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I so, love it. Um, with just getting started, why don't we ask, what three words do you think others most use to describe you in Web3, Miriam? Oh, hi, Scoops. Hi, Scoops. And hi, Joanna. It's like, so also anonymous, like the place where we just arrived, there's like, three black cats and they're so cute they're just like all around our car so i'm just like it's the best way to start a trip but um very quickly so three words i think it's it's actually funny what krishna said like you know this idea of talkative i mean she she was very nice but she's like charming or bubbly i think it's mostly just chatty um i think that would be one um i also feel like transparent um you know i mean i've just tried to build in public and just be out there and maybe that's like one thing and i don't know like you know i mean if it, or just authentic or transparent i don't know what version of that i feel like i'm like using very rosy words for myself but i think the third one might be just um collaborative you know i mean or just like eager to work with other people but yeah i'd, I'd say probably those steve this guy's here with all of his emojis Ah, Lindsay, don't, don't fall for the trap. It's the emoji trap. (laughs) Oh, I am all emojis too. And also I'm on board of Project Sunshine. So if you guys don't know about Project Sunshine, (laughs) I shouldn't have even brought it up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Anonymous, go ahead. Um, So yes, I think Miriam, when you mentioned collaborative, like literally that's probably the reason that all of us ended up in this room is because you're collaborative because we are collaborative and we've kind of built this little network. Um, But moving on. So we like to start right at the beginning. Miriam from Breshna, how do you start your day? Wow. Okay. So this one's like almost an embarrassing one because often people have these really nice, like, you know, I start and I meditate or I take a walk. Or something like that. I kid you not. I like wake up and with one eye open, I'm on Twitter, <laughs> I'm on emails, and I'm on WhatsApp, and I'm like, okay, I got to catch up because also my team is like 25 people in Pakistan, so I have to. By the time I wake up, they're like halfway done with their day. They're like, girl, you slacking. You're holding everyone up. They get your shit together. So I just like. Every morning, I just wake up to around like 40 texts on WhatsApp. And that's usually how my day begins. So it's very chaotic. It's not healthy, but I wouldn't have it any other way. 
Yes, I love that answer. We have scoops in the audience. Every guest that we've had so far has said, and scoops included, you know, I start my day with reading or meditating or, you know, doing some sort of other really positive and healthy activity, which made Lindsay and I feel really bad because most of the time we start our days eating candy for breakfast. So it's great to know that someone as as successful as you um, is also a hot mess in the morning. Oh, I got you, girl. I am an absolute hot mess. There is no, there is no routine. There is no framework. It's just like, just dive right into WhatsApps and emails. And so, yeah, I mean, don't know how long I'm going to keep that going, but that's how it's working right now. Amazing. Krishna, do you want to jump in? Hello, can you guys hear me? There it is. Yeah, go ahead. There we go. Sorry. Um, Yeah, that was really funny uh, because we've had this streak going ever since our uh, very first conversation. And so I love it. Um, I love it that you're you're one of us. (laughs) Um, What are you most excited about these days, Miriam? Like Web3 or not? Just anything, life in general. Yeah, I think Krishna, um, you know, it's one of those things like, um, you know, I mean, if you look at like Web3, for instance, or something like things are insane right now, the market is insane. And, you know, I mean, it's just like, and then I feel like it's almost like there's like gloom and darkness all over and it's the winter and there's like all of that. But then I feel like there's like this really warm, happy bubble, which is this community but also just working with my team and our users so it's like um we're at that point where we've been working on partnerships with schools with organizations with nft projects that are now kind of materializing so i'm seeing like brashna in the hands of kids and it's just like um like just yesterday we had this school in pakistan um that used brashna and they did a game jam where students made their own video games uh, for math and english and history and i rizwan my coo sent me a few videos and again that's what i woke up to on whatsapp and it was just so amazing because it was this bubble of warmth where it was like you know, crypto can do whatever crypto can do. And yes, I can worry about the runway and all of that. But at the end of the day, that's the why. And just seeing these kids giggling and just their laughter and they wouldn't like, so the teachers were like, okay, like, you know, it was a one hour workshop, we're done. And they just weren't shutting their laptops and like all of them carried their laptops and brought them to Rizwan to show him the games that they'd made on Prashna. And um, I've just never seen kids be, that excited about math or history or geography and i think that um i mean that's what i'm excited about just building something that people love and like you know games spark joy and bringing that joy for purposeful communication is just something that that i mean you know i'm really excited about yeah i think what's really cool about what you just said is like you're so passionate about what you do and it's really evident in like how you talk about what you're building and how you talk to other people in general. And I, I think that passion kind of comes out in your product. And then you pass that passion on to the people who are using it. And like, that's the most beautiful thing. Um, it's like you're, you're 100% devoted to, 
making that change in like emotionally making someone feel better um, than, than when they found him. That's like, you know, I don't want to use the word addiction because I don't think that's the right word, but um, just like feel good. I love that so much, Krishna, because I really do believe that, um, you know, I mean, like I put a lot of uh, in our team calls, like I'll be like, guys, like, you know, the product needs to work, but it also needs to be beautiful. And I always and they make fun of me and they're like, oh, yeah, Mariam, it has to be magical, right? It has to be it has to spark joy. And I'm like, guys, like, yes, that's funny. But to be honest, I really, really do believe that, um, creating things that are beautiful and that spark joy and I mean you guys do it every single week in creative blitz and there is so much value to things like that right which is not just that it works and I think in web 3 if anything we need beautiful UX UI simple to use flat learning curve more than anything else and I think that um, I just love it when people see that and like, you know, just like all the all the love that we put into it. So, yeah. Thank you, Krishna, for appreciating that. But I really do believe that it brings a, a ton of value to, to, you know, have a product that's made with love. And then that kind of shows. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Steve has requested to come up and I so oh, far God, no. I've like I've like let everybody come <laughs> up, but like we're really not supposed to. So if we have time at the end, Steve, I'll let you like come in and we you can ask Miriam all the questions that you want to ask. But I every time I've like let somebody up, I've been like, I don't think I was supposed to do that. So <laughs> oh, sorry, Steve. Okay, we will like, dedicate. Steve, I'll make a couple of answers short just so that then you can come up and we can talk. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> um, but uh, so really quick, where before we go to the next question, uh, I did want to ask, you also had people using it for um, like menstrual health too, right? Wasn't there a thing that I saw about people using yes. it to, to teach women's health? Yes, it's crazy, Lindsay, because that's like taking me down. So like, I mean, memory lane, because basically, um, it, I mean, Breshna is has is only a year and a half, but I've been in the purposeful gaming space for the past eight years, because before building Breshna, we were actually like, we still have art, we have a not for profit arm, that's a gaming studio. And what we do is we create these low cost mobile games for positive behavior change, but they like they have a global um context right so and one of the first games that we created was um you know on a period game it was basically catching a pair of undies um catching pads and tampons with a pair of undies so you would like move the undies at the bottom and then you'd like catch all these like different things that were falling and then the more things you caught the more keys you unlocked and that would lead you to bust menstrual myths so i think like you know um and that obviously um with that game its name is mohim it's still on the app store but it's like and then we made it in nepalese we made it in swahili and english and urdu and pashto like we just like had so many different versions of it um but that game has just inspired so many other people because that catch the answer template is actually like a little, um, uh, you know, um, tribute to that game to where it comes from. And basically, like, you know, we often um, get people who are like, hey, I want to make my own period game. So we've actually um, had a mother who leveraged Brashna, but also one of the stories that just... Um, touches my hearts um like my hearts all of my hearts it touches all of my hearts is um there was this um 
dad who um had lost his wife like had lost his wife so the kid had lost her mother and um his daughter was um had just hit puberty and he had no idea he's he's a dad from africa he has no idea how to talk to his daughter about periods and he made a period game on brashnam to to kind of talk to his daughter and that just like um again you know it's like it's all fun and games but then it's also things like that that just like have so much value so yeah um, so yeah we've had quite a few period games reproductive health games games on drugs uh, drug use games on connection parents have used to have these tough conversations with their kids that's so beautiful like i literally have chills that's just such a beautiful thing and it's so needed and so necessary i do know a friend who has the same sort of situation where his daughter is now a teenager and is he's going through all sorts of stuff and he just doesn't know so he he asks me questions sometimes and I'm happy to help so I think I'll probably point him your direction as well um although she is 16 now so I think she's probably got that part um but anyway moving on what was your first nft or your favorite nft your choice which one do you want to answer I'll do first NFT because I think that 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 project really speaks to the value of community. So my first NFT was airdropped to me. It was the my BFF bracelet. So it's actually, I mean, in timeline, it's it's a recent one, right? I mean, it's like I didn't get into NFTs like very early on. It was like last year when it got airdropped to me, and I think. Um, just that bracelet speaks volumes of like just the innovation my BFF has done, like the way they just like you know edit the metadata and they uh, they keep adding charms to it and they keep like you know I mean it's just such a cool um, just demonstration of engaging community and keeping your community incentivized. Uh, my favorite NFT, I'll also answer that one, is Cool Cats because I'm a big cat person. I don't own a cool cat. Because even in this bear market, they're too expensive. But <laughs> but one day, one day I'll get my own cool cat. But uh, my favorite one has to be that bracelet just because it, it it's just such a cool example in community building. You would want a cat NFT. That's That tracks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we all know your uh, guilty Web 2 pleasures, obviously Elon Musk. But what is your guilty Web three pleasure? Interesting. So I think my guilty Web three pleasure, and I don't know if this is like, like guilty ish, is like you know, like a uh, going into rooms that sound like, like going joining Twitter spaces that sound really scammy, and just like kind of understanding like like what scammies like you know where everyone's chilling and it's chaos sometimes and it's just like outright like you know i mean this is like places where you just know this is that you don't belong here but then you want to be in there um that's kind of like i mean sometimes i'll just do that but uh, yeah it's like i mean weirdly and also tiktok like i go looking for web3 people on tiktok and just like you know comparing their tiktok personalities with their twitter personalities because i have so much time on my hands that's really funny. I like accidentally did that a few weeks ago and it ended up being like an eight hour space with these people like all trading NFTs that ended up like actually being a fake collection of something else that was on Solana. 
I just like I got so wrapped up in the drama. Like I learned their personalities, and like it, it was like watching reality TV. I was like watching it until three in the morning because it was just fascinating. So actually, exactly, really- but with Web three, and then it's like if anything, you learn how they scam people. So like, I mean, makes sense anonymous that you were in one of them because then you learn more about NFT security. You're like, okay, I'm not gonna fall for that. Yeah, but it, it's like a weird social experiment. Like, it's crazy. Anyways, so thanks for that. <laughs> so, Mary, I'm outside of um, potentially scammy Web3 spaces and Elon Musk. Um, what have you been focused on lately? Um, so, yeah, uh, outside of these very unproductive, unhealthy habits. Wow, this space is just like ruining my all this stuff that I've worked on. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm this productive founder who has like healthy habits. And it's like everything's just coming shattering down right now. But um, what I'm really excited about right now is um, so we're like building the Brashnaverse, which is so Brashna is a platform where anyone can make their own video games. And Brashnaverse is the virtual carnival where you'll be able to display your video games. So we're like every single day, like the 3D designs that I'm getting about with these carnival stands and these Ferris wheels and these merry-go-rounds and cotton candy machines and just like, you know, big billboards. It's just that sparking joy. It just sparks so much joy. And we're we're launching an OG badge which will then be followed by like an airdrop which will then be followed by our carnival stand nfts and then the brushnovers so it's like four three steps before the big launch of the brushnovers and i'm just like so excited about what 2023 is going to hold um because i think there's so much coming up um that's going to be really exciting so i'm just excited to bring the community together, augment it, revitalize it, and just reward people for being our earliest Boltrons and our earliest supporters. That's so exciting. And I think like how cool to be able to navigate through that atmosphere and see your own game and like also just be a bigger part of what other people are building. Like that gives me chills. That's so, so cool. I really love it. And I could not have done it. Sorry. (laughs) I was just going to say, I like how you purposely left out that there comes with a cat with every carnival stand. So we all yes. know that that's what you're really excited about. Actually fair. Okay, yeah. Because it's, it's like, it's so funny. And there was like a whole conversation on the avatar. First of all, it was like, okay, do we do human or animal? And then we were like, okay, maybe humans are like, there have been too many human avatars. Like maybe we go towards animals, but then every animal was done. And then I was like, guys, we need to be innovative. We need to be cool. And then they came up with like a bunch of ideas. Like they were like, okay, meerkats and then some other, like maybe we can do a fox. Maybe we can do this, this, this. And I'm like, no, let's do a cat. And they're like, but there's so many cats. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like we can do cats too. Like no big deal. It's like, so what if there's other cats? And they're like, you just like totally broke all your own rules. So I think like, I, I don't know if it's going to be all cats, but there's going to be cats in there. Okay, that is absolutely amazing. That is so on brand for you. And I just, just the chaos of Miriam is so, (laughs) so amazing. And I'm not gonna lie, something about this podcast, the details come out. So anybody listening, if you get, (laughs) if we ask you to come on, 
don't come on unless you're prepared Say to no. get some details. <laughs> like, there's some truth potion that's added to this space's invite. It's like, which is just like, oh yeah, this is how shit actually goes down. <laughs> We're actually sirens. We didn't let you know, but... <laughs> you unknowingly agreed to the terms without knowing them. Basically, yeah, exactly. And then no wonder it was like sprung on me. It was like, oh, yeah, dude, just be there on Thursday. It's like, you know, no no time for preparation. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay, so what is the best or most recent compliment that you have received, Miriam? Ooh, ah. I don't know. Like, I mean, uh, so I think you guys are, most of you are in the bold, Prashna bold bonfire on Fridays. Um, and, you know, you just like always make me like sob at the end of it because it's like you, you're, you're all so sweet and you talk about the space and everything. But I think the best compliment I received was yesterday from Kristen, who's in this room. I've had the ultimate pleasure of having Kristen as a part of the Prashna team um so kristen and i have i've only met on twitter and she's now an amazing part of the brashna team and yesterday she was working till like 4 a.m on and i mean literally i was getting whatsapp messages from this girl at 4 a.m and that doesn't mean that we 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 encourage work-life balance but like she just had this passion and she just kept going and everything and i i was like you know just merely thanking her because that's that's the least i could do and she sent me this message, which was like, you know, like just just this beautiful message that I've motivated her to learn and be more confident and say yes. And I think like I think that just speaks volumes to the person she is. Like I'm just very lucky that I've had team members that are passionate about what they do and they just happen to be working on Brashna. But just that they think that I'm someone who like deserves you know their time and and deserves their their passion and their commitment is just one of the biggest compliments i mean everyone has so many talents and there's so many opportunities and the fact that my team chooses to to and allows me to lead them and nudge them is just one of the biggest compliments ever absolutely well i have to say oh i'm so sorry amanda right before you go uh I have to say that both you, I mean, actually everybody in this, um, in this group has done exactly that of like, you guys pushed me to be better and be more willing to work. And Miriam, you are kind of on a, a different level than all of us, just because you, you have pushed so much further. And I know that all of us do have that same exact thing that we all are just like, okay, how do we, how do we emulate Miriam? Let's go. We can do this. Oh. <laughs> See this, this, this stuff. And then you guys are like, why are you crying? It's like, this is why I end up crying. But it's like, you guys are amazing. I love you. Thank you. I love that you just talked about, um, you know, receiving the compliments of kind of people being inspired by you. Obviously, I'm super inspired by you. All the jokes aside and just this one little anecdote that I have to share on a space that we were in of Miriam's, one of the professors um, in Pakistan that she works with came on her space and literally just told her like, I am so grateful for you. Like you've done so much for our country. You've done so much for our people. Like, I mean, people literally like love her for what she's done. It's so amazing. So on the piggyback of that, what are you most inspired by? 
Hoo-hoo. Um, yeah, I mean, first of all, God, like, I mean, anonymous, even when, when, when that professor came on, like every single time, like there are people that are, that are just pushing Brashna out there out of sheer, like, I mean, there's no financial motivation. There's no, there's no, they, they don't work for us. I mean, it's just because they see the value and that is just so humbling, just so inspiring. So thank you. I mean, I, that was one of my favorite moments as well. Um, uh, what inspires me, I think, is this idea of a world, um, you know, where there are no skills, cost or time barriers. And I think like, you know, it sounds very like it sounds like I'm shilling, but it's like, you know, I mean, I grew up playing video games. And one of the first times that I saw Arabic in a video game was in the context of a terrorist. And it was the writing where you had to shoot at it at the, you know, at the at the NPC because, you know, there was Arabic over there. Because I got so excited for a second and then it went down. And I think, like, there are 1 billion video game players around the world, but only 200,000 people making games. And that's why you always see the same New York City skyline, the same yellow cab, and often the same um, kind of characters. And I think, like, I cannot make games for, for everyone around the world. You cannot. I mean, the only way people can make games that reflect themselves are if they are empowered to make games themselves. And that's where I think this idea of democratization of content creation is so powerful because it is, it, it's not my story to tell, right? It's like, I mean, I can tell my story. I can tell the story of a few of my friends and family and people around me, but I cannot tell the story of the whole wide world. No one else can tell the story of the whole wide world. The world can tell its own story. So for me... It just inspires me that one day, one day in like five years or eight years, we're going to wake up and just like TikTok, there will be people telling their stories through video games and just communicating, whether it's for education or social impact or pure sheer entertainment. Um, That world really inspires me. Like the fact that video games are going to be demystified, this arrogance of the gaming industry is going to break and we're just going to see a world where video games are just like any YouTube video. I think that's really, really cool. So yeah, that that's what inspires me. Wow, absolutely. I mean, the, the idea, what you just said about uh, essentially it being YouTube, where you can go in, you can make your own video, you can post your own thing. That's that's absolutely amazing. Krishna, you want to take it? Yeah, um, you know, I I grew up liking video games but I never like but I I didn't like anything that had violence in it and I wanted something that was more friendly and so I was always drawn to like Mario because that seemed like the best like safest thing that my parents could offer me but my cousins who are all guys and my brother you know they kind of they they loved getting together and like playing Kirby and throwing each other off of buildings and like doing all this stuff. But I always would like, I got bored of playing Mario. And so I never, I, I like would always try to find new things, but it was always really hard. Um, and even like, I know this sounds silly, but like I'll play Mario today even. And I'm like always on the look for new, th- new video games that I really enjoy. Um, and I think that your answer previously was like, you know, really described kind of discovery pain points as as a kid so i think that's that's really really cool um, um 
Krishna, one thing before before you move to the next question. Yeah. I think this is one of the biggest myths in the video games industry. Is there and actually today there was a space uh, with with um, A16Z, their gaming uh, uh, partner that I was like just too tuned into. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they were talking about was this idea of hardcore gamers versus casual gamers, mm-hmm. and how for some reason in our heads, like we all think that we're not hardcore gamers, but then we still spend like two hours on our mobiles every single day playing puzzle games or something. And if you look at it, mobile games are the fastest growing genre of games. They're called like cozy games. And then also that the average game player in the US mobile game player is a 36-year-old woman, often playing something like Candy Crush on the Metro, right? It's it's us. It's like, it's women in this space. And I think like, we're the ones driving this industry, but it's so interesting that we're also... Um, we feel like we're not a gamer, right? Like even today, like I've spent eight years in this industry and if someone's like, oh, are you a gamer? I'm like, yeah, man. I mean, I give like seven disclaimers. I've been building a game for eight years because I don't find myself playing Call of Duty for seven hours, but that does not not make me a gamer, right? And I think like that's that exact definition also needs to break. So I, I really love what you're saying, Krishna, because there's so many more of us that will play the Super Marios and the Candy Crush and the, you know, I mean, um, the Angry Birds. Um, but like, you know, I mean, somehow not identify as gamers. Wow. You know, and even like, like, I, I, I don't, I, I like hate even to bring this up, but like, you know, how people always say like diversity and, and inclusion and like breaking that barrier. But it's kind of like, you know, st- a stereotypical defin- definition of like what is a video game and like breaking that barrier is like equally as important to like get everybody else involved. Um, that's so cool. I never thought of it that way. You opened my perspective. Thank you. That's beautiful. Um. Next question, what are three things that you can't live without? Okay, so is this things or like things things don't include people, right? Because my family is just like uh, right on top. I'm actually, um, my dad isn't doing super well this week um, and I'm headed to Pakistan next week. So I, you know, I mean, of course, family is, it's just, it's been a week of perspective, just like, just a lot of perspective and I've come to realize like you know I mean family is every every everything I mean but let me go to things things and again and then animals and all of that looks just let me go to things that don't breathe um like probably I mean again super unhealthy but probably my phone which is like so sad um that that's something um the other thing okay guys this is like literally hilarious so like again in the spirit of pop honesty I bought this thing, um, this thing called the swim spa. I think Amanda, were you and I talking about it? So I got a swim I spa. Still want to see it. Hi, you. I, I will totally it. send you a picture. So it's this. It's basically it's a treadmill for swimming. I have become obsessed. I like. I spent way more money than I should have on this thing. Um, I mean, which I shouldn't do because I just like quit my day job and I could have done it when I was doing that. But like on a founder's salary, I'm like, what are you thinking, woman? But I, I got this swim spa and it's one of my favorite, favorite things that I own because it's just like so cool. It's like a basically like a glorified jacuzzi, but I love it. I love it. So it's like my phone, my swim spa and... Um, I don't know. I don't have a lot of things that I'm like attached to or something like 
Yeah, I'm happy. I mean, you leave me with my phone and my swimsuit. I'm a, I'm a happy girl. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And also, um, I was in the Brush and the Bonfire, I think, a couple weeks ago when your dad joined. And that was just the sweetest thing. I got tears. And just, like, knowing that you have that support was such, such, such a beautiful thing. And I hope and pray from the bottom of my heart that he feels better, truly. So, um yeah Krishna that means the world to me thank you so much I yeah. I, I really 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 appreciate that thank yeah. you so so much yeah. I really appreciate that yeah absolutely I know from all of us for sure like I I it's so tough especially when you're you're a founder it's like it doesn't slow down and so even when you're going through these really really hard times it's just like sometimes you just have to get through it and so if you know I know all of us here uh, are here for you if you need to reach out if you need anything at all like you know we're, we're here for you thank you I really appreciate that thank you so much thank you guys and just to piggyback on that, I think you had mentioned to me, like, how much he inspired you to, to, like, go out and do whatever you dreamed of. And so the fact that you've been so successful, like, he's got to be so proud. And it's... I love that he came to your space and you also prefaced it with, I'm not actually sure if he knows if he's here or, or what he's doing or if he knows he has Twitter, but, but he tried. But guys, but legit, he didn't know. Because, like, I called him after that. And I was like, yo, we talked about you. And, like, you know, you were there. And he's like, yeah, I just saw, like, a ring around your thing. And then I went in. But then he's like, I was also watching TV. So, like, it wasn't on. Like, <laughs> it didn't have any volume. So, here we were, like, being like, oh, my God, you're my hero. And, like, thank you so much for coming. And he's like, yeah, whatever, guys. It's like, I was just there because I was bored. <laughs> but he is literally my biggest cheerleader. He's He's my biggest hero. And... Um, you know, I, I, I really can't wait till he's like healthy again and everything. But I mean, and that's, you know, he's a girl dad. Like, I mean, you know, it's like he's just he's been my biggest, biggest hero. And he's always had these goals for me. And I love I love that I have my family. And, you know, I mean, you guys and it's just a beautiful, beautiful like, like oh, my God, look at me. Life is rainbows and puppies when you have people like that around you. I love you so much. Everything about you is just the sweetest, most amazing thing. I am going to move on because we are so behind. <laughs> um, so we just did three things you can't live without, a.k.a. two things, and they were the best things. So what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Best piece of advice? Um, you are your, You get in your own way. Uh, I think that was the best piece of advice. It was like, stop getting in your own way. I mean, imposter syndrome, whatever you want to call it, uh, self-limiting beliefs. Uh, There's just like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, go think it and then go do it. So, yeah. And I'm going to I'm going to be much faster with these, Lindsay. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't oh, have no. to be faster. Yeah, no, no, no. That wasn't anything. It was just like we 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 talk, we chat. It's totally fine. That was not it. I was <laughs> not yes. trying to pressure that at all. It's funny to me, though, that you say, like, getting in your own way. And I, I like, can't imagine you ever being someone like that. Um, but was Girl. there ever a time? I know. <laughs> was there ever a time when you kind of did feel like giving up? And what made you keep going? Absolutely. I think, like, even when I was starting Breshna, like, the first time I pitched Breshna, 
I actually pitched our not-for-profit gaming studio. And people were like, okay, so what's your valuation? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, like, what do you mean? And then they're like, what's your revenue model? And we're like, we make games. And then we sometimes take donations. And they're like, what is your company? And I'm like, oh, it's a 501c3 tax-exempt IRS status. And they're like, child, please, please exit this room and go do some reading. So yeah, no, I mean, I, I, before I raised this $2.5 million, I made a lot of mistakes. And there were a lot of times that I thought to myself, I mean, I was one of the youngest um, senior economists at the World Bank, I had a career, everything was good. I mean, I had reached my dad's dream. And then I was like, Oh, yeah, like, why not go into gaming and blockchain and venture capital, which I like, you know, don't know a lot about. So yeah, no, there's been a lot of get in my own way. But um, I think um, if you're competing with yourself, that's also one of the best competitions. So as long as you're better than the version that you were the day before, I think it works out. I think moving on to the next question, um, what pet peeve annoys you the most in Web3? Discord numbers. I hate it. I hate it when, when the success of a project is judged by the number of people in the Discord. I just... Um, and maybe it's because my own Discord has 80 people and maybe it has something to do with that. Um, but I just think that, um, you know... Uh, like we've talked about this, Amanda, so many times that, uh, I mean, Randy, I think, talked about this, that there's only 200,000 people in NFT in Web3 and we're fighting for the same people's attention. We're just like scraping the bottom when there's 8 billion people around the world. So let's let's get out of Discord. But yeah, Discord numbers. That's so true. There's other KPIs that we can look at and there's a far more reaching impact outside of discord than um than than those channels so yes more power more power to not being not not being in discord <laughs> yeah honestly like actually Miriam, our discord has never been like super active it is a little bit but whatever but like we've had the same conversation as well i'm sure we've had it in, in like the bonfire or something like that but you were the one that was like well if your community is growing why does it matter what's happening on one particular website? And I was kind of like, oh, yeah, um, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, I would, it's it's actually harder for my community to figure out Discord than it is for them to figure out Breshna. Like, I'm already, I have a learning curve, right, for them to figure out to how to make a game, for them to go into Breshnaverse. I'm teaching them all of that stuff. I'm not going to layer it on and be like, oh, yeah. And now, by the way, you teacher in South Africa who's trying to make a math game also figure out Discord. I mean, she doesn't care. That's not where she lives. So I'm not going to go force her into that space. Absolutely. And then the idea of like email lists, go, go, go web two with this, actually. Like, let's back this up and, and go for where people are exactly like what you said. Um, okay. So what's the best thing to happen in Web3 this year, in your opinion? I mean, in my Web3, you guys happened. Like, that was the best thing that happened. But I think overall in Web3, what's really interesting is within the Web3 circles, like we're, I mean, you know, it's like the world is falling, the sky is falling, SPF is on a, on a space right now, I think talking to like 39,000 people, the guy, like, I mean, I don't even know why, like, 
we're giving him so much time and space. But anyways, like, you know, I mean, that stuff is happening. But if you look at it, like when I when I was in L.A. Uh, at, at Paris Hilton's media company launch, every single large Web2 company is talking about Web3 right now. Like LA, the CMO of LA Rams was there, the CMO of, of SiriusXM was there, like the head of uh, Roblox partnerships was there, Facebook was there. All of them are thinking about Web3 right now. So I think one of the best things that happened to Web3 was Web3 became about the technology more than speculative trading. And I think that's a good thing. Like, you know, it's like, I mean, we're the builders. Yes, it's a bear market and yes, it's hard. Um, but as long as we can ride this through the, the like the winners of web 2 web 3 are being created right now we're building right now and and as long as we can keep our heads down and keep building i think we're going to be very well positioned when the next poll comes along i love how positive your answer was because we obviously wrote these questions before this the sky fell right and i've been worried ever since that like maybe we should take it out um <laughs> So I'm so glad that you could come up with something. Thank you. Yeah, that was a really great answer. And I think it echoed like what a lot of people have said in the past, like community and, you know, um, more people focusing on the things that actually matter, which is exactly what we need to move things forward. So that's great. Um, moving along, what's one thing that people don't know about you? God, I mean, I'm out there. Like Amanda knows I can't drive. Like beyond that, it's, it's 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 hard. I mean, I am just like out there. And seriously, you you three have been menacing. Like since since I think it's like actually Lindsay, Anonymous, and Steve are the reason that a lot of the internet knows a lot about me. But I think um actually here's one. In my life. Um, there was once a point when I was in Pakistan, and this will explain a lot of things um, to you guys. There was a time when I had 24 cats at the same time. And this is Pakistan. So basically what happened was we rescued one kitty and there was no neutering or spaying back then. So then that one kitty did her thing. And then there were a lot of kitties. And then at one point we had 24 cats and we had names for all of them. And we had like, you know, these little beds and these little houses for all of them. And then complaints, but we had 24 cats at one point, which explains a lot of my cat obsession. Oh my goodness. That that's a fun fact if you've ever heard one. What 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 did you do with all the cats? Like did did they get homes or I'm just curious. She wore them like yeah. a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> they all, I would sleep with all of them. No, so it's like I mean we moved and we took like we took a few, the ones that were the friendliest, the ones that were willing to move, and we moved like not far away. So half of them went back. I mean, there's 24 cats, right? And these are like outdoor cats, but like, um, you know, I mean, a lot of the street people, like some, some of the cat lovers on the streets took them. So they did like some just like, you know, went to the wild and were like, you know, whatever, man, I'm independent. I'm just going to live my life. Others like were like, who were just homebodies, like lived with people. So yeah, I mean, um, and 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 some i i my mom was like oh yeah like yeah they're in a happy place so 
some I heard stories about. So I don't know. It's like, I mean, we not all of them are accounted for, but they had a happy life when they were with us. Oh, my goodness. I love it. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I, I definitely see why, where all the cat comes in now. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so um, moving on, what uh, what is something you don't want to be doing in five years? Chasing Discord numbers. Uh, <laughs> it's like definitely don't want to be chasing Discord numbers. But I think um, I think I don't want to be doing the non-fun stuff of of businesses and the more fun stuff. And by non-fun stuff, I mean like you know all the hey, like let's make sure the books are in order and let's more make sure the legal stuff makes sense and everything. I know Anonymous here is a lawyer. So like, you know, to delegate that and then focus on the people part of that stuff. Like, you know, it's like, like, I love uh, user growth, business development, fundraising, anything that requires me talking about Breshna, as you guys can imagine, I super love. But anything else that requires me to shut up and be on a laptop and do real work, nah, I'll I'll just delegate that. So no, not doing that in five years. I love that. And the fact that you do have your little um, reindeer squad to to delegate your stuff to. It's really fun. Um, so what is one thing you mentioned some things you don't like doing? What is one thing that you learned uh, had to learn the hard way? Um, I think actually the art of delegation. I mean, you know, it's like I think as a founder, you have this um, tendency to just um because you love your product so much that even even when I say I don't like, I don't enjoy the legal stuff or the accounting stuff, like I'm just like, let me do everything. Let me be everywhere because I'll I'll just like, you know, I know exactly how I want it to look and I have a vision for it. And I think like um, one of the things I had to learn the hard way was that I was stretching myself way too thin. And there is like a very economic term. There is a very real opportunity cost. Um, for the time of founders, right? I mean, it's like you, any time that you spent on things that can be delegated is time spent away from things that can't be delegated. And to me, um, I have just really had to like, I mean, there was a time I was like working hard, but not working smart. And I really had to just be like, hey, you know what? Actually, operations, my COO can do so much better. Like, marketing like there, there's experts for that i mean twitter i'm still very possessive about but for instance instagram i'm like okay you know what maybe i can live, leave, give up some of some of the control there or something so it's just like delegating i mean kristen here is amazing at content writing and everything so like i'm just leveraging more of my team now so delegating is is something that i've had to learn how to do and i'm so glad i learned it because damn it's been a game changer I could not believe that you did yourself all 30 days of the Zeneca games. What possessed I did. you to do that? That's so much work. <laughs> okay, but I'll tell you exactly why. I actually thought that that gave me an opportunity to test the product every single day. So I really, really did consider it just like being like, hey, I'm just going to delegate this and have someone else do it. But then I was like, if I'm going to make the games, first of all, I think really hard about 
what kinds of games prashna can make right what content and then it was really a cool opportunity for me to go into the product every single day which to be honest i i don't get around doing every day if i don't have to cuz i'm like oh yeah who's quality testing but it was just a really cool opportunity for me every single day to go into it and then i started enjoying it so much i was like you know what i'm just going to do it all the way that's awesome and i hope you continue to get traction on that cuz that was incredible and an insane amount of work and an amazing idea so props to you on that thank you he actually thanked me in 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 the discord as well like i mean you know like when Freaking you on finally <laughs> i love amanda <laughs> but yes it is paying off so thank you <laughs> So the next question we have here is what did you want to do with your life at 12? Okay, this one's wild, but I wanted to be a judge. I mean, that's like the weirdest thing. It's like it was so funny because I was like, "Oh yeah, like I'm going to grow up and I'm going to be a judge." And I mean, that was just like really strange and I have no idea. Like, I mean, I don't I don't think I have a very enhanced sense of fairness and judgment but i was just like yeah that'd be really cool to just like sit on this high horse and be like you are right and you are wrong for some reason that just sounded very appealing to me but then um um actually like like very early on i my dad had worked with me on this career plan where i was in third grade and he was like yeah like you know you're going to go to the um to like this econ school and then you're going to go to london school of economics and then you're going to like you know work at the world bank and you're going to be an economist so didn't know what the world bank was but very early on i was like that's going to be where my career is going to be and i actually checked mark um all of those things like i mean all the universities he asked me to go to i did and then i ended up at the world bank so so that was really cool but yeah at 12 i thought i was going to be a judge that's really funny that is um i mean i guess as as a founder you kind of do get to be a judge in in some way right like Uh, you you don't want to be judgmental towards your work but you have to like you have to have a sense of like judgment and fairness in what you're building and what you're producing and like your team and so um loose translation but I'm trying to make it work and I think it's there <laughs> you you made, you made it work way better than I did like I love judging whether the pink looks better than the purple like those are those are votes that I love to give but but I think you did a much better job at it Krishna Okay I love that so much because yes that is so like I can just see that from your personality like mm, yes uh no yes <laughs> it needs more cats it needs more cats go to, off to jail until you get more cats <laughs> um okay so we've talked about your dad and um he knows essentially like you know he's so proud of you you got to the world bank and now you're off and you're doing video games so what is it exactly your friends and family think that you do so it's funny like i mean uh thanksgiving is a very american concept but uh, i mean i'm married to a white american so it's like i mean so we do thanksgiving now and it's like we host thanksgiving i mean it 
earlier like what immigrants do on thanksgiving is you get to the black friday deals you go to the outlet mall on thursday night and then you get to the black friday deals now i don't do that now i i do thanksgiving meals which i love but anyways this this a change in life i mean it's like it's actually funny cuz i used to love talking about work cuz i mean everyone understood the world bank and like public policy and it was like so cool and now it's like so what do you do and i'm like yeah so like you know it was like oh so you're doing education policy you're like changing the future of jordan and everything and i'm like yeah so now i'm like so they like you're making games and i'm like no i'm not the one making games but i'm like empowering people for to make games and they're like oh so you're building roblox and i'm like yeah but it's not really roblox and so yeah i mean i don't know if and then i'm like oh yeah but there's also like a brashnaverse and then there's also like you know and then there's like purposeful communication but also flattening the learning curve and then i'm like yeah you know i'm just like i'm i'm still in the bank i'm just on a sabbatical from the world bank let's just go back to that one so yeah it's 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 up in the air Okay, I will say. Oh. oh, sorry. Technically, the World Bank thinks she still works there. <laughs> that is also accurate. They do still. I mean, I'm on, I tried to quit, and they didn't let me quit, so they put me on an unpaid leave, and I'm still in the system. So I'm not lying. I mean, I'm just like you know, it's like they, like yeah. So there's that. There's that. Okay, so without mentioning the word Discord numbers, if there was one thing you could change about Web3, what would it be? Hmm, ugh. so you eliminated the easy one. Um, but I think if there was one thing that I could change about Web3, what would it be? You know, I mean, this sounds... Um, this sounds so uh again i mean i feel like my all my answers have just been rainbows and puppies like if there was ai art right now it would just be like oh yeah like everyone hold hands and sing songs but i really do think that fewer scams uh cuz i mean this all this fraud and all this fud i mean it really 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 puts us back right like i mean the ones who are putting in the real work like we've been put back by like Four to five years, because now building that trust again, uh, you know, because guess what the guess what media sees. I mean, this is literally, um, this is like living in Pakistan because all that the media saw about like Pakistan became famous overnight for all the wrong reasons, right? And it was like, oh yeah, like I mean, that's that country and everything. And and I would always hope that people would see other aspects of my country and the media portrayal was just so negative and i really feel like web3 is like that right now like the home where you know that it has so many beautiful parts but the loudest parts are the ugliest right now and that's what the media portrays so like i don't know i mean if there was like if i had a wishing wand i would be like hey if some way we could have we could showcase the more beautiful side of it but that's what we're doing right now so so we'll get there but uh, but yeah i wish there was less of all of that negativity i love that and um i think you know i think because of this it forces community to come out and stand for and and show what's right and what's truly possible and like the true impact that you can make and so I think we're we're headed in the right direction, regardless of the noise. And yeah, it's hard for some time, but I think um, we can outshine what's going on because of the impact that we can make that goes on beyond beyond the noise. So, um, how do you see the world in five years and ten years? Um. So 
I think part of it was like, you know, what I was talking about earlier was like, oh, like, I mean, I, w- I want everyone. I mean, I want to empower the next hundred million people to be able to tell their stories through video games. So like, I mean, I hope that happens in the next five, 10 years. But I also think like looking at just like building off of what we were just talking about, like looking at this space, I think the jobs of the next five years are going to be so different. And I think so many more people are going to end up loving the work they do and end up pursuing their passions and and just like, you know, building from bottom up. I truly, truly think like, I don't know what the dot-com boom felt like, but guys, like this is insanely exciting. Like we are literally at the front end of this entire new technology. And guess what? The, the, the gates haven't, the walls haven't gone up. The gatekeeping isn't happening. And we're there. Like we have claimed our space and it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your gender and all of that is. It's like what really, really matters is that you're here and that you're building. And I think that that's a really exciting space to be in. So I think the next five, 10 years is going to completely redefine this idea of the future of work and what a job means and everything. And I, and I, and yeah, we're all going to hold hands and, and like sing songs, guys. <laughs> Because that's apparently the the theme of this space. <laughs> I just love when you say bottoms up. Bottoms up. <laughs> Amanda, I mean, there's like there's no inside joke with Amanda. It's just it's it's it'll come up in a space at some point, and then it will cultivate itself, and and then it's just downhill from there. The new the new motto. It's bottoms up bottoms up from here <laughs> oh my gosh I, love but Mary, I mean that answer is just absolutely so fabulous because like i i so understand and i so feel the same way of like the next five years are going to be insane and it's odd because my own parents who were very active in the dot-com boom they were very like they were kind of gamers they were doing whatever they don't really understand what's happening with web3 and it's been like the same thing at thanksgiving i kind of just didn't talk about what i'm doing i'm like it's fine the project is going well it's fine and um yeah and so it it's definitely been like i don't understand how you can have gone through the dot-com boom and you don't understand that this is a huge opportunity so yeah it's just a very interesting interesting frame of thought that people don't seem to get around okay our final question what is it that you hope people will take away from this interview about who you are oh i think I think the thing to take away, and I think I, if I understand it, in my opinion, that's been the, the beautiful thing about this podcast, is you can't really typecast a person, right? Like, I mean, there is no such thing as, oh, let me tell you who this person is, you know, it's like, I mean, like, you can be talking to a cat lover, a person who doesn't know how to drive, a person who is also an economist, a person who loves her dad, but then also a person like who who tried to pitch a not-for-profit to a venture capitalist, but then also someone who like, yes, also went and met Paris Hilton, but then also wants to change the world but for video games. I mean, it's just like, I think that's what I love, love about this podcast. And, and if there's one thing that people can gather out of it is let's not, let's not try to box people uh, we may know one aspect of them we know may know them in one light but like everyone has so many so many different aspects to them and and i think that's the beauty of friendships is we just continue to discover each other so yeah i'd say probably that's that's the thing that comes out of it is you don't know who anyone is really 
Just, I love it because you come off. I like. I love when you send me photos of you like professionally speaking and like putting your hand up, like pointing at a bulletin board, or like posed with someone like really important and famous. Because you come off as like this like complete total package, like always professional, and it's like. But then I learned, like, well, she goes home to, like, seven cats, though. Like, and it makes me feel better. Like, if Miriam can do it, I can do it. And I just love that about you. Because you are so willing to share, like, not only all these crazy accomplishments that you've made, but, like, you know, the hard stuff, too. Like, like your story about the, about pitching to a venture capitalist, right? Like, you know, I think you... You told me that story when I like was really down after I had pitched to like four VCs and they're like, come back when you have a technical founder. And you're like, girl, tell them to shove it. Like, <laughs> I love the Miriam behind the, uh, the posed photos. You know what's crazy about what Amanda just said? I have only like I talked to Miriam one time on Zoom and I think like the very first time I talked to Miriam, I like. I, like, got the authentic Miriam that, like, we're talking to right now. Like, there was no filter. And then I, like, listen in the bonfire and I see her, all of her stuff on Twitter and now we're talking here. And it's, like, I don't think I've ever really seen the professional side of Miriam. And this is not, like, in a bad way at all. But I just haven't gotten that opportunity. So, for me, in my eyes, Miriam is just this, like, awesome, like I said before, you know, just like transparent, really charming person. And so I don't know what the other side of Miriam looks like, which ties really nicely into you don't really know what a person is like, because they have so many different aspects of them. So that's really funny. <laughs> you guys crack me up. But yeah, I mean, I'll send you a TEDx talk, Krishna, so that maybe you can maybe I might have been a little bit more professional there. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I'm gonna have to look it up now because I, I'm so curious. <laughs> I love it. You guys are so kind, but I just, I just love being. Look at this woman. Oh Stop my it gosh. Or not. <laughs> She is insane. Look at her. She's just like. But actually, guys, that is the one part of Thanksgiving that everyone got was, oh, I partied with Paris Hilton, and I was like, okay, that, that. Let me tell you about that, and that was just so easy. So yeah, if Thanksgiving, if people don't understand Web three, they still understand Paris Hilton. So that, that totally saved me. Oh, totally. And what's funny is that actually I got your personable side first because I went into a space, I think, and uh, got your personality. And then later on, I re I'm like, oh, my God, she's like the I think I sent you the the, the after I sent you that accidental innuendo. And I thought you were going to hate me. I then sent a screenshot of all those accomplishments from your LinkedIn. And I was just like, dude, whoa oh my god now i really hope she doesn't hate me <laughs> you're so cute guys i also suck at texting like i am terrible at follow-ups like i am just so bad at it so it's like please please if i'm not responding if i don't follow you back it's because i'm in twitter jail for follower counts i'm trying to get to five thousand followers so i can have more than five thousand following and if i'm not responding to you on text or dms it's just because i i'm bad at it like i love all of you i i would never not respond because i, I feel like i'm too important or pissed off so you absolutely and Lindsay, you're adorable you guys are my role models the way you're building community the way you're out here doing these podcasts and Steve out here with all of his emojis, like everyone in this room, you motivate me every single day. And you're just so, so sweet because you make me feel so good about myself. So thank you.
Of course. And we love you. And I love this little family that we've created. And I'm so happy that everybody here has like joined and hung out with us. Kristen and Steve, you, you guys hung out with us for the whole time. Um, we have a lot of people here. Sonia, uh, Lena, Char. Oh, hi, Jen. Uh, Hamid, I hope I said that right. Um, thank you guys for, for coming in and listening. And, and um, thank you, Miriam, again, for being willing to, you know, at the drop of the hat, kind of take on this week instead of... Uh, uh, instead of just enjoying your weekend. And um, we just we just really appreciate you. I love you guys so, so much. Thank you once again. Thank you for even listening. Hi, Hamid. It's great to see you. Um, Steve, it's always good to see you. You can, um, I mean, and everyone, like, do join tomorrow's Bolt Bonfire. We can all get back together. And then Steve can talk more. And But, yeah, I really, really enjoyed the questions. Um, you guys are putting so much effort into this podcast series, just how you've curated it, the questions that you've put together, all the guests that you have. Um, it's so much hard work that goes into it. And I really, really appreciate that you considered that my story was worth sharing. So thank you so, so much for that. I really appreciate it. We love you, Miriam. I love you guys too. So much love in this room. I so love it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Love you guys so much. Sorry we did go over just a little bit, but we actually made it a lot better than I thought we were going to. Sorry, Steve. You're going to have to wait till tomorrow. But um, I love you all so much. Thank you for coming. And um, we'll see you later. Bye, we'll see you everybody. next week. Thanks once again, Mariam. Talk soon. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thanks, ladies. Talk soon. Bye-bye, everyone.